Ted Jones messed with the wrong melon farmers. Ted Jones, I also call him the eighth wonder of the real estate world. Ted Jones, who knows, you know, it could be... Ted Jones? The Ted Jones World Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Ted Jones World Podcast. I'm your host, Ted Jones, alongside co-host... Pete Moran, Pete, how you doing, man? Doing great. It's Saturday, baby. It is Saturday, a gorgeous Saturday early afternoon. So I, I guess on uh, the podcast, you know, we have spoken, and considering you are a permanent member here, I, are, we're going to be dropping freestyles on, on Saturday. Is that cool with you? Yeah, do your thing. Dude, well, I mean, are you going to get involved here one time or what? Well, well we're going to have to wait and see. Right. We're going to have to wait and see. Maybe I got to sit in my room, record a few. <laughs> yeah. And then like write it down a little bit and yeah. then, um, you know, be comfortable with it. But uh, this is great. Hopefully you guys are hearing this close to a Saturday, but we have a number of episodes that yeah. we will be dropping. So uh, the order of them uh, has yet to be fully decided. We had my drug dealer on last episode, and that was quite the episode uh, telling yeah. us a whole lot about delivering weed in the city. Learned so a lot. I guess before we even talk about that or get into this week's episode, uh, or today's episode, rather, let's uh, start with a freestyle. And you just give me topics yeah. over there, like whenever you feel comfortable. All right. Yeah. So Reebok okay, two minutes. Look, I ride it with my Reeboks, trying to box, hop around, yeah, around town like a bunny, yeah. It's not funny. Ted Jones trying to be silly like a dummy. Look, Pete Moran about six feet to the right. Ted Jones, yeah, my jeans is mad tight. I'd rather put some holes in them like you got. Yeah, Ted Jones, I'm hot off the pot. I don't really drink red wine. I'd rather have a good freaking time. Family photos. Give me another freaking line because I'm into family photos and you know I'm having good freaking time. How many times I got to tell you that I'm having a good time? Like five, four, three, two, one, And like, I'm not trying to be cool, but I got a gun. Just kidding. I keep a mad G, PG, a PG-13. Ted Jones, I'm trying to string some rhymes along. Trying to hit the bong. Family photos. Yeah, we got it all night long. Elon Musk. Elon Musk. He's a bust. If you're trying to buy Tesla at a high price, <laughs> just kidding. He can go hard. He be witting. He be smoking weed on the podcast. Ted Jones, wear the deodorant so you don't smell like ass. Yeah. <laughs> Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. That's the bee's knees. Best believe if it's vegan, yeah, I got disease. Just kidding. I ain't even eating casein. Yeah, dog, because that tastes like a raisin. It be mad dry. I'm mad high. Just kidding. I don't smoke before a podcast. Even though I used to, yeah, I got a nice ass. Because I've been working the glutes mad fast. Facebook. Yeah, that's the last topic. Facebook, yeah, you better start dropping it. Mark Zuckerberg might have to clap it. You know, take parts of the company and drop them. You know what I mean? Because he's got to <laughs> outsell them. Yeah, dog. I, you know, I tell him. Soldier Boy, yeah. Ted Jones, Pete Moran. Yeah, Capital Italy, we roaming. Okay. Damn. All right, dude. So, like, I'd say that was probably that was like a, that was like a C freestyle for me. C slash C plus. That was like sway in the evening. Um, <laughs> not sway in the morning. Sway in the evening. So, Pete, how are you, man? It being Saturday, how, how is everything? Uh, for you? I'm two and a half cups of coffee deep. I'm, oh. I'm feeling great, feeling myself. Yeah. So you are a hot coffee guy now. Hot latte made the switch this month. Interesting. Are you still using whole milk though? I'm using two percent, like a like a good old boy. Okay, can we potentially get you next time or eventually to try an almond milk and oat milk? Yeah. Just so just so we know what you that what you're thinking. I'm out on oat milk. Been there, done that. Oh, you have I th- had. I thought oat it would milk. be casual, but it just did not work for me. Was it too sweet? 
I don't know what it was. It was just not, it was just not my thing. Whatever you're used to, you know, like I like it creamy. I even have like a little bit of creamer in here. So true. I'll go straight from the udder if I need to, but I'm not going. (laughs) Are you, um, a pet guy, by the way, do you, does your family have animals? I had a cat when for a while, like pretty much like eight years old to 18 or something. Yeah. So just cats. You don't really like dogs. I mean, it's a bigger project with a dog. I like dogs. I just don't see myself ever putting in the effort. It is a lot of effort. Like I have a, maybe two or three friends who have a dog and the dog is, is it's almost their life, you know, to the point where like they're up at anywhere from like six or 7am and then they have to walk the dog dude. Like forget about being up at six and 7am and improving yourself. You're up at six and 7am and watching this dog take a shit or pee. It's worse than, worse than having a baby. Some people say some people with both say, (laughs) also I don't understand like the, the getting a uh, the getting a dog whilst having a an infant child maybe yeah. it's just like you already have a kid so you might as well just like whatever tack on the extra annoying responsibility yeah you're already up early staying at home way too much hate your life how many siblings do you have I have six you have six yeah. siblings did I know this I don't think so how many brothers and how many sisters uh, four brothers two sisters wow dude so we already have like an enormous group <laughs> of Morans listening to the pop this is perfect <laughs> there's a lot of people yeah, yeah. so. Uh, and you are in the middle, older, the younger. Fifth. You're I'm the fifth. fifth. Oldest is 40. Youngest is 22. And um, you guys all have the same mom and dad? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, 100%. That's great. Now, we're all of your brothers and sisters homeschooled? Yeah. Uh, my, my sister below me, she went to four years of high school after I went to two because she was three grades below me, so she just filed suit, but everyone else, full homeschool. I feel like uh, as the like the younger generation, like uh, the more kids you have, like the more comfortable you are, and like you don't really maybe give a shit. Like my sister yeah. had a cell phone when she was 12. She was taking the subway when she was 11. Like I didn't have a cell phone until I was 15. Yeah. Started taking the subway alone when I was 14. It's more like I think as the parents get more comfortable, they're like, all right, well, we know that like this kid's not just going to die, you know, like walking yeah. alone on the street or something. I think I blazed a little bit of a trail for the young ones in my family because I was a, I was relatively black sheepish a little bit, uh, not not like really truly, but according to the strict family standard, I was a little black sheepish. So uh, yeah. so I led the way. I, I set a bad example that was easy to like outdo. I would also say so, like moving to New York and pursuing yeah. comedy. Well, I, I, yeah. you didn't pursue comedy initially, like you were, you know, you had a job in finance, and then comedy obviously is what you wanted to do, right? But in terms of having regular jobs, are all your siblings like living in Buffalo or just kind of doing like we're, the nine to five? We're pretty spread, but yeah, everyone's gainfully employed, doing something normal. A lot of lawyers in the family. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, good to have. In case I get into some more trouble. You yeah. Know. Oh, and you you were talking about the last time when you were like with your friend and you guys got arrested, and then one of his dad his dad was like a lawyer, so you yeah. got out of it. Yeah. Well, I don't think it was my dad, but I don't, I don't think oh, well, it's your dad. <laughs> I don't think it was really relevant. I think it just like so happened. Like, no, it was more just the people at the school giving us a break, I think. Um, yeah, I don't have it's it's like tax law. I don't have like a, <laughs> my dad knows somebody at the golf course type of lawyer. Dad. <laughs> yeah. Or you don't have like that police badge. You know what I mean? Like in a small <laughs> town, like, oh, that's what's his name, son. Don't worry about it. Yeah. No, I, not not that. I feel like that like. Having a relationship with a cop in a small town is is rather huge. Yeah. Or knowing a judge or something. Yeah, it's it's too it's not small enough for like one hookup to do it. It it, it would help you. It would help you, but there's no one that like like Buffalo's not small enough to where like you can you know the right guy and you're untouchable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, but yeah, no, I didn't I, I didn't need legal help at all, uh, growing up, but it's good. But 
But if I like have a question, I just hit the group text. Like, am I allowed to do this? Right, right, right. right. You know? So I, um, I, I was talking about this the show on an earlier episode, Your Honor, with Brian Cranston, right. and he's the judge. Right. And his son is just getting in a in a mess of a situation. I suggest you all watch that on Showtime, especially if you enjoy a Walter White, because Brian Cranston really is kind of like the same character in terms mm-hmm. of just like. Well, I, I I mean, not actually, but like he gets to the point where he becomes manic and he, all he wants to do is save his son. Yeah. I mean, I, I can, I kind of respect that. That that also feels just like Walter White-ish as well. Anything for family. Right. Or and anything for like a Jesse Pinkman or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Until, until he realizes that it's always been just about him and gaining power. Yeah. Literally. So, um, I, I guess before I get into like a weird question that is just a complete left turn, what'd you do last night, bro? Uh, I just, I actually... I what did, did you do? I did actually have a cocktail and a dinner at a restaurant for like Whoa. one of the final times before. You said, did I go out? And I said, no. Yeah, and I was like, that was a complete lie. And I was like, wait a second. That was kind of as much <laughs> as going out as <laughs> anything can be right yeah. now. And it was lovely. It was a great time. Uh, so now, as you guys are listening to this, uh, indoor dining is closed. Kaput. So that was potentially the last time for a number of weeks that you'll be able to go out. Yeah, yeah. So I'm glad I did it. And it was a good, like, very spacious, didn't feel uncomfortable situation. Were you outside or, or no, this is inside? I was in. I know. I went big because, you know, this is it. Yeah. Interesting. I, I mean, I, I don't really know what's going to happen with the um, – layout of new york man like what's gonna be I- in these restaurant spaces like i i don't know like four restaurants you know what i mean like maybe they'll do a gansevoort market or yeah. chelsea market situation where they have like four to eight restaurants at a place and everybody has their 200 square foot booth yeah everyone's clamoring i will say this i don't even remember the name of the restaurant but i was in west village on a friday night and i walked in and got a table that <laughs> that's a different new york yeah it's funny because like, you know? that would never and then also like maybe brunch or something like, yeah you just easily get a table just also over. so today uh you were talking about how it was going to get super drear- dreary and such when restaurants started to close i noticed today which is mm-hmm. saturday uh that the streets were like dark and quiet do you notice that coming over here today it's just an overcast day it's yeah. just like a it was quiet the life life is leaving the city a little bit Dude, like, I, I, go ahead. I I think it's I think it's short and temporary, and part of it is just the holiday lull that's, that's approaching. But but yeah, we talked. Um, I, I guess it was like one of the previous episodes about how we think twenty twenty is going to end, mm-hmm. and like it was so quiet, dude. That when I went to go get my morning coffee, iced coffee, I I felt like something could dramatically happen that was twenty twenty esque at that exact point. It was just so quiet. I was just imagining a. Another asteroid and then an ambulance flying through. I would like, uh, there was actually, there was a giant fire next to my apartment a week ago. Oh, was that the one on First Avenue? Second half. Yeah. And Second half of this old church, like 400 years old. Was that 7th Street or something? Yeah. Wow. Did you see it? It's crazy. I, I mean, I've seen it since. It happened in the middle of the night. Sirens, everything everywhere. And I slept right through it. But I woke up. I like opened my curtains, just emergency vehicles everywhere. The place is decimated. It's not like, oh, there's a fire. It's just like a pile of bricks. Was there were there any injuries involved? Or I no? don't think so. I think uh, it was vacant. That was the initial report. Haven't seen anything to indicate otherwise. But yeah, suspect foul play. I s- actually yeah, something yeah. happened in the same exact area within like a hundred yards of it. Probably a lot fewer caught on fire about a year ago, and that just doesn't happen. Things just don't catch on fire right now. Well, how do you suspect somebody lit the church on fire? It's got to be. Not. I mean, I. It's got to be at this point. With the way buildings are up to code, it has to be either like an explosion of sorts 
a gas leak or foul play. Or, right. I, I mean, it could be some sort of coincidence. And that's funny that we got to this topic before I was talking about left turn. But, hey, let's uh, let's get to it. So yeah. how do you feel about coincidences? Do you believe <laughs> in them or are they is just just a, a law law of attraction? And it's going to happen. Yeah, I don't. I was actually having this conversation yesterday with someone who summarized it better, better than I did. Sure. But it was saying like like the randomness is predictable in the universe. Uh, just that like there are an infinite amount of outcomes and sometimes they're going to be like, Oh, that's crazy. And the best way I can liken it is like, I'm dealing uh, a deck of cards. And it's like, what are the odds I get four aces in a row? Like one in millions, but it's also the same odds that I would get a uh, ace, a specific seven, a specific three, a specific King. It's like, you think they're the same odds. Any four specific consecutive cards yes, are the same yes. odds. Right. So it could feel like, wow, this is crazy. But like something had to happen. So one of the crazy amount of possibilities had to happen. So I think coincidence is just natural. So let me ask you this. If you see somebody on the street, how do you kind of deal with that? You know, like usually when I run into somebody on the street, oh, I haven't seen you in forever. How's this, that? I mean, how do you feel about that? Uh, really angry ever since I bumped into <laughs> someone from high school. And I was like, oh my God, this class of 35, here I am walking down Wall Street and I see you who I haven't seen in six years. Same and I'm year? like, oh my God, same graduation class. We were like friends. I didn't keep up after after college, but like we were friends. Oh my god! Hi, how are you? And she's like, "Hi, hi." <laughs> I was like, "Are you serious like, right wasn't now?" Psyched at all. I didn't even really know you were in the city, and that we bump into each other. The Twelve craziest million people. thing of all time just happened. Yeah, yeah. So, so if I see someone on the street, I turn it around. I think that, I think that I, every person that you run into is like a lesson, man. It's like th- either you are being taught something or they're being taught something. It's crazy how much of a game life is, bro. Yeah. If you really deep down get like get into it, it's a full game. Like in order for you to progress in life, you have to like try and progress mm-hmm. in life. You know, you can't just like wake up every day and do the exact same thing. And then like miraculously some shit happens to you. Like actually, well, I don't know. Then becomes like another question, like the lottery. Mm-hmm. You know, how does somebody win a $300 million lotto ticket? It's that got, That's a question for me. It's got to be the same, you. you know, like the odds of you winning it are infinitesimally small but someone is going to right so i mean yeah just statistically like it is going to happen it just feels crazy when you're the one but i wonder if when that specific person gets that 300 million dollar lotto card they have been they have been doing things differently for an extended maybe period of time do you know what i mean i know what you you mean but you wake up every day 6 30 brush your teeth Take the subway to work, get to work uh-huh. at 730, stay there until 530, you come home, watch Netflix, eat, and then go back to sleep and do it again Monday through Friday. So if you're going to be doing that uh, five days a week, chances are your days are going to look pretty similar, right? Mm-hmm. So in order for someone to win a $300 million lotto card, I don't see how they can win they can win one while doing that same thing every single day. Do you know what I mean? I, I do, but I completely disagree. Really? <laughs> yeah. Why? Well... I mean, there are just so many external factors that, like, the specific specific card you get is going to be changed so drastically by all the other external factors and everything. Like, yeah, you have your your routine and your life looks pretty similar, but in terms of, like, the butterfly effect and and one thing leading to Uh another leading to this crazy result, there are so many other things that can affect it. The subway runs a minute late and your entire life is different in ways that you don't even realize. So I don't think... Because you can't intentionally change things in terms of a luck thing like the latter. You can't intentionally change it. 
unless you believe in like an aura you're sending out into the universe and all that, then I get what you're saying. I just disagree. Well, I think that there are definitely certain things that will just change things forever in the universe. Like for example, like the comedy show that I met you at. If I didn't go that night or I didn't laugh at your jokes, maybe this wouldn't even be going on. You know what I mean? Right. But I, I don't think there's anything intentional you could have or I could have done to like lead to that event. It just so happened that we were there and then everything else. There's also like weird shit too. Like, dude, your roommate's name is Ted. You played <laughs> baseball growing up. Yeah. You live kind of close to my grandpa. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ish, <laughs> Buffalo and Syracuse, oh, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there, there are just a lot of weird things that I think come along that like, dude, I pr- that I don't even know about you yet that you're yeah. going to tell me and then, you know, would be a coincidence in general. Yeah. And also, bro, excuse me, you live across the street of, of one of the buildings that oh, that's my right. company manages. <laughs> like that's a whole that's a whole nother thing. Yeah. So there's a, a number of coincidences that should you choose to pay attention to them, your life I would think could be easier. Do you know what I mean? Like I find myself sometimes asking the same question over and over, and either whether whether it's like my gut feeling tells me to do something or tells me not to do something. No matter how much in the moment I want to be like, oh, no, that can't be true. Oh, no, it is true. Like, no, they're not. like my gut is always right. Mm-hmm. As much as I as hard as I, I like want to like be uh, you, as hard as I want to think about something and know that it will happen or will not happen. Like my gut always knows beforehand. Do you ever find that? Before I answer, because sure. because my gut is often right, but not, yeah. it's not uh, undisputed. Interesting. Inter- like that is what I would potentially say, but then I think that your gut is always right. I think like that's why you have a feeling in your gut. Yeah. That's some that's a, but that's like some deep shit. Does your gut tell you anything currently that that you like are kind of denying or kind of like in afraid the past to come it to has like, absolutely. But is there anything right now? Yeah, like a general lingering your gut is like this isn't working out this isn't a good idea you got to stop that it absolutely has been in the past but i can't say that anything for the immediate moment right now is something that like oh i don't know if this is gonna work out like dude one like the first episode that you and i did Mm -hmm. and i like i had thought about at like wanting to ask you to do this podcast like all the time Mm -hmm. before we even did our first episode like to be honest with you like i had known your sense of humor i had known the kind of stuff that you were posting and all that shit. Mm-hmm. And I know we had like a little dynamic, even though we weren't like super tight yet. Yeah. So as soon as we did that first episode and it went really well, I was like, okay, like my gut was right. And then you were telling yeah. me, oh, you play baseball. Oh, your roommate's Ted. Oh, you live across the street from this building that we manage. Oh, like this and that, like little things that in the universe, I think trigger like a check mark. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I, like, I think so. Like now I, I kind of know I, I, I've been with a number of females that if they only have pictures of themselves on their mm-hmm. Instagram profile, I stay away, you know? Really? Because, yes. Because I know that maybe that type of girl is not for me or maybe that girl doesn't have any friends, but also like it also people around me have helped me realize these things. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then like, I, I know that if I see three pictures of a girl on a dating profile and her Instagram isn't attached and it's just her first name, mm-hmm. You know, I'm a little sketched out. Like, thi- I think things should seamlessly fit together in this year universe if it's if it's meant to be. I hear you. I'm I'm kind of with it. Two 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 notes though. One, uh, I I think I think that's fair, and I think going with your gut or going with like standard convention in a lot of these areas is going to save you a lot of uh, time and trouble and heartbreak. 
But I like straying outside the norm a little bit just to take a gamble, just to just to make sure. But I'm probably just like a very like I'm I'm not very risk averse. Like, well, I'll, how I'll do you mean though? You like straight? Like you say, okay, what what's the is this person even real? Like she's got a name and three pictures and and no comments and no Instagram. Right. But maybe maybe she is, and and maybe like risking the chance of getting of wasting your time or getting catfished or getting scammed or something like that. Maybe it's worth it. But you, use your brain. but Right. But I think at the same time, the amount of times that it has happened to me is, <laughs> is the universe trying to tell me like, dude, stop doing this same shit that you've done all these fucking times. Just because yeah. the universe teaches you the same lesson over and over again until you finally like, mm-hmm. all right, okay, I get it. I get it. Do you think that's the universe or do you think that's like just, just learning through through experience you know i think i think it's the universe because the amount of times that i have potentially chased a girl Mm -hmm. and been like oh yeah this is like this is the girl this is the girl i want to be with yeah for sure like the universe is like no look how you're look how you're dealing with this girl right in front of you at compared to all the girls that you have chased in the past yeah you know what i mean like the chase is not what i need to be doing like something needs to work out seamlessly as i said have you have you been chased like like pretty hard Pretty hard. Have pretty you been chased hard. pretty hard by someone that you had like a decent amount of interest in? I don't know. I don't think so. I think that I have definitely been chased and I like that. And then those relationships have been the ones that worked out mm-hmm. more so. Did but, you have to end them? Um, yeah, I think so. Which is an interesting thought because like, I, I think when you meet the person who's right for you, it just, you both are like feeling it at the same time, you know. It, it, whether it's somebody saying like, "Oh yeah, like she's the right girl for me, he's the right guy for me," it's just not the right time. Then it's not it's not gonna be the right time, you know. Yeah. Like it's very rare, and I've only heard this on a few occasions where somebody will break up and then they'll get back together and then everything's fine. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you were talking about, uh, you had some friends, I guess, in college who lasted their entire four years yeah. on separate sides of the country or whatever, and then they ended up getting married, right? I think there's more opportunity for that when it's your first relationship and you're both terrified of ever going through heartbreak. Right, like or, high school sweetheart. Yeah, it's it's crazy to, to make it work for, for that long bef- before you're married and when you're that young, but it's also like a little bit not just because there is this attachment and this perfect scenario that you can only create when it's your first to where like I can see how people get attached to that and hold on to that and don't want to give it up and and they don't know if it's great or not because they've never experienced anything else so maybe it is great maybe ignorance is bliss no ignorance ignorance is definitely bliss like we were talking about um I don't remember which episode it was on but we were talking about how how awful it would be if you knew like when you were gonna die dude (laughs) so it was like December 8th like 2062 like fuck and the only way you could die before then is just if you were being a complete idiot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you had an expiration date. You were going to die peacefully around your family on, on this specific day on December 8th. But you could die before then just being an idiot. Do you ever see this Black Mirror episode? Uh, yeah, I, I, I watch Black Mirror, but which one? The uh, the one where With you the relationship? Meet, yeah, the relationship timer. Yes, bro. And like if you check it mm-hmm. and then it like starts to go down... That's an interesting one. It's a brilliant metaphor, that, that episode. I love it. Scary. So it is. just quickly describe it, just so people so, listening know So basically, know people, about. it's futuristic. These people have an app. It It's just like a small handheld thing. Tells them where to meet. You meet your person. The, it gives you all the instructions, where to go, what to eat, et cetera. There's kind of rules around it. But if you check at the same time, you check your timer, it says what's left on the relationship. 
and maybe it's 24 hours, 48 yeah. hours, three months, a year, forever, whatever. I kind of forget how it ends, ends though. Like, what happens at the 24-hour mark? Like, they have to leave. Otherwise, they get in trouble. Yeah, I think I think it's like pretty much like the government is involved. At this yeah. point. Um, they're like scary looking guards. But what what happened was the uh, the couple they hit it off. They expire after a certain time. They miss each other forever. Then they come back and they get they decide not to look. But then one guy looks and it immediately runs down to zero and they have to break up. But then they like went against the system and found love. Now, I think the the idea behind that is like predictability is one of the worst things of all time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like imagine right now if we knew by like episode 250, you and I were both going to be making 10 mil an episode, which, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to at least be making that much. But like if we capped yeah. at 10 mil, we'd be like, all right, dude. So like, I guess let's just fucking get to episode 250 already. Like we yeah. don't have to work or like worry about anything until then. Let's just get to 250. Yeah, having having a future guaranteed is a bit of a trap. Right, but that's is that not life, bro? Like yeah. you are working at a job for 30 years, you're going to be making X amount of doll hairs, hit mm-hmm. your bonus, mm-hmm. maybe take an extra day of vacation, and yeah. then you're just riding out until you're retiring, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sh- I'm not shitting on people who are living life like that cuz dude, like every single person is living <laughs> life like that. Like there are very few people who have an unpredictable day to day. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I'm trying to think of like Who's an example of a person who could pot- potentially have an unpredictable day to day? Bezos, Musk, Gates? I mean, possibly, but it probably it probably still gets fairly similar. I mean, you're faced with anyone that level of importance is faced with like huge decisions every day, I'm sure. But but yeah, I think uh, I think if you're just gonna yeah be an employee, then be an employee, be a family man, do that thing. You know what you're dealing with every single day. Did you ever see that movie Click with Adam Sandler? I do. Bro, I that was like, I, that was one of the last movies I bawled over. I was crying yeah. just profusely. Did you cry at that movie or what? No, but I. You're sick, dude. <laughs> it's it's no, it's a sad movie and it's it's very real. It's I, very relevant. I, I seriously recommend you guys all watch that. It was one of the better Adam Sandler movies that wasn't a comedy. Actually, I know. he had uh, like a remote control. And every time his wife was like nagging him to do something, he would just fast forward like five minutes. So he would just be dull, like in the time frame. And then he can just skip ahead like X amount of hours or whatever. And then eventually I think he put on like the fast forward button too far. And then he Mm -hmm. went like 10 years ahead and his daughter was married and all this crap. But like, I think having the unpredictability of what is in front of you is something that people don't really appreciate, dude. You know what I mean? Like if I if I go out on the street and I know exactly what's going to happen, like that's not that fun. No, no. It's also it's also like when you look at the click metaphor, it's like it's life happening in the small moments, because how many people would have been and I would have been one of them like fast forward till pandemic's over so we can move on. But within like a pretty bad year, there is like a lot of great moments, a lot of small times where like, oh, I'm so happy I had this experience. And if you just said, yeah, fast forward till the bad stuff's over, then you miss all the little good nuggets within that. Yeah, it's interesting. So humans being the only mammals that know we're going to die. Correct? Is that real? I don't know. Did I've you never say heard that. that. <laughs> no, if no, I said I, it, I someone, been... someone in the past, one, on one of these episodes was saying that's how we're different than animals. We know we're going to die. I'll get in. I'll get on board with that assumption. You know we, what I mean? We can well, work with it. But like. How then? How does like a how does a dog live? How do I would I would love to know how all these other species think, man. As deep as that sounds, bro. Probably, probably very similarly to us. 
And do you think they communicate similarly to us I through bet. brain waves instead why of like do, language? Yeah, yeah. Why do we think that like oh they're so dumb because we don't understand? Like I get that we're dominating the other animals, so that is that's a good reason to believe that, that we're better. You know what it was? It was actually the episode with um, Danny Palmer and Zach McGovern. They were talking about how um, yeah humans are the only people that know we're gonna die. And then I suggested like if we were to take a DMT mushrooms or ayahuasca mm-hmm. like. Could you communicate with animals through like <laughs> using your brain waves and like really talking to them? And then mm-hmm. like you know once you come back to not being high on those drugs, um, it you know it, it, it you remove it from your body or something. We maybe we still do communicate with animals to some extent. Like right? you tell your dog to sit, you know, that's true. And your dog tells you that it's hungry or that it needs to go. But is pee. that through a bark? It communicates. I I don't through like like we know right. It does what it have to has to do, and we just happen to like use words that we perfectly understand, and we can write and give something, and I can g- give you like what's up, not I can shake my head no, like we communicate. I'm not saying we communicate equally with animals by any means, but like we do communicate with other species in right. that sense, and even like with with other animals as well. Like there's just a time where you get what the other creature is doing if i point a gun at a deer <laughs> but is that but can you do that soberly you know what i mean can you do that like walking out into the forest right now and look at a deer eye to eye and communicate that way without having some form of brain wave alteration nothing nothing complex no but the like i am in your space i'm going to harm you or something like that that general communication i think can happen um, you can get like a very basic like desire or need going back to like the dog. I need to pee. I need to eat. I think you can communicate that and you can communicate energy. Like I'm upset. I think you can do that. But, but like on a very high level, obviously you can't say I'm upset because my wife said something about me and it really rang true. And I'm like, am I the man that I thought I was? Cause it feels like I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just some, just some deep life talks, man. Um, so what else you got? What else you got over there? Dude, I'm just uh, I'm trying to find other animals that I can talk to. A parrot, a parrot, interesting. Yeah, yeah. That that's a that's crazy. How like the parrot is the only thing that can mimic a human. I I would wonder why that that's the case. I would just like to think. Actually, let let, let me change this. I I like to think that we will like no longer be the dominant species at, at a point. Not not while I exist, or, right, right, or right. maybe or maybe scary. a dominant species that like. I'm on board with that, like I have a uh, goodwill with, but I do think that the future probably is AI and these like, whether it's humans with an implant cyborg type creatures, or it's just like purely computers leading us. I do like, it sounds so like sci-fi ish and whatnot, but like, it makes a lot of sense to me that that's where it's headed. I don't, I don't know when, but like, how could it not be going that way? The growth is constantly occurring. It's growing way faster than humans are evolving. We're just this. This is who we are. Did you see uh, when Elon Musk and Jack Ma, the head of Alibaba, were on stage together? And they were asked the questions like, who is smarter, humans or AI? And Jack Ma was like, humans are for sure smarter than artificial intelligence. And then Elon Musk is like, are you kidding? Like, artificial intelligence is thousands of times smarter than humans. Yeah, I think so. I think there are just some gaps that need to be bridged, like computing ability. Obviously, we use computers for this, and we're talking the best of the best. Uh, yeah, and the amount of money we spend each year making sure that AI like doesn't get smarter than us. Have you heard about this? That there's like a whole coalition, of, and like billionaires donate to this like all the time to make yeah. sure that like artificial intelligence doesn't take us over. I would. That doesn't surprise me. Like, uh, and 
Yeah, you're the ruling class. Like, the only way that you lose this ability is if it's machines. Yeah, like in the the uh, Will Smith movie, AI. Haven't seen it. You haven't seen that? No. I don't I don't. He's, really he's big on the it. apocalyptic he movies. Is. What was that other movie where he was in the city by himself? Um, legend. I am Legend. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then Men in Black, too. Yeah, yeah. A lot, of, a lot of explosions, a lot of uh, sci-fi-ish type stuff for him. Do you like that kind of stuff? I like I like futuristic stuff. I don't like Men in Black. I'm cool with. I like the like nearish future, pretty realistic seeming stuff. The so show like next Rush that's out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like something that would that that excites me but scares me. Uh, like what? There's this show, I upload where people are basically they die. Their consciousness is oh. like downloaded into a thumb drive, and then they're uploaded into like heaven. They can still feel things, enjoy pleasure, but they could also like glitch. They could also like, uh, I it there there is an adjustment period of like, is this real? It doesn't really feel real, but I feel great. I feel perfect. I'm happy. I'm living my life. You know. What platform is that on? That's on Amazon Prime. Okay, upload, upload. You recommend it? Highly recommend. All right, so mo- mother effing watch, yo. Yeah, yeah. Next, same, same. Well, same like point in the future feeling. But uh, a lot scarier, but but worth checking out. And we just talked about Black Mirror. I love that stuff, even though that creeps me out. I need them to come out with a few more episodes, huh? It's been a while since Black Mirror came out. They with, said uh, they were taking the year off because of how like oh, creepy this year was. Twenty was yeah, freaky. yeah. But uh, it was on Netflix, and then they had like a Miley Cyrus episode. Yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. But I'm sure that they have a number of episodes in the bank that they drop. I just like stuff where I'm like, that is probably what's going to happen. One more is uh, the dating apps of the future. I really do think. We're just gonna pop into a virtual bar to hang out, feel like we're there. Probably can't touch each other. Probably can't do that. Like but holograms. Like, yeah, I think we'll put on a headset or something, or maybe it's through our phone, whatever. Oh, and man. and yeah, we just pop in like, oh, here's this person, this person, that person, whatever. And I think we have this like f- more than FaceTime conversation and see if we hit it off. And then it's like, well. I'm going to pop back into <laughs> reality or whatever. You want to come hang out? Yeah, I had a girl on a dating app, but this is the first time it happened to me, asked if she, if we want, if I wanted to FaceTime instead uh-huh. of like meeting in person. Yeah, it's yeah. like I was all for, but then it just ended up not happening. She like didn't respond <laughs> to me for a number of hours. And I was like, all right, this is the same sign the universe is showing me about chasing chicks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we'll see. But I, I can see... So the dating apps go getting to a level like that, man, because like that is really, especially now. How else are you? How else are you meeting significant others or men or females? You can't go out to bars, dude. Yeah, I think this is a big push towards the like just doing things virtually becoming normalized. I think we've done it long enough. Like everyone's like, haha, yeah, I'm gonna go on a Zoom date. And now it's like a thing people do. Like yeah. it's normally virtual comedy, all that stuff. I think we've normalized it enough that when the next big step happens. People get on board with it as quickly as they did with the normal dating apps now, and the, for say, same for tech in every other area. Yeah, I, well, I mean, especially with our phones just becoming more and more addictive, with the colors on the screen, with the notifications, the apps, and all that crap. It just seems like, dude, I, this is like another deep thing. Like, it seems like we're becoming less and less control, like less control. We're able to control ourselves less. Yeah, man, you know what I mean. Yeah, the Uber Eats, you know, Uber Eats to your house, spend extra money on the tip and the delivery and the tax, and you don't even think about it because you're sitting on your couch watching TV. And then it's going to be phase out the drivers, bring in the drones, and now we have a 
bigger gap between the elite and the the working class because they can't even catch a job. So we're probably just going to be like seemingly socialist, but socialist as a ruse to hide the like extreme corporatism wow. and capitalism we're going to have. Oh. And then we're like, oh yeah, it's fine. I don't need to do Uber Eats because I'm given government housing and 1400 bucks a month, but it's like a very capped living. I think that's... Damn, dude. That was some smart ass shit. I think that's where we're headed. Um, dude, I, I, I'm interested to see what comes about over the next few years. I guess I'll ask you a super deep question for the last uh, question that we have here. Uh, on this here episode, but what do you see the world being in 2030? Something as as you just mentioned? I think we'll be like... 10 years. Halfway to most of there. I think we will be doing... I think the dating stuff I just referenced... Self-driving cars. That'll be the normal. I think self-driving cars, for the most part, like I call an Uber, it's probably not going to be a person behind the wheel. Uh, so I think a lot of that, I think much higher unemployment much higher ease of everything like i said like a drone drop off that'll be pretty regularly happening you know like it because it'll all be in phases um but i think i think we'll be mostly there with that i think government housing but worse standard of living is kind of going to happen a little bit um i think i've mixed feelings about the city because of the pandemic and the fact that like cities in general are worse now because of this and less less appealing I don't know if we'll go into this like ultra metropolitan existence or if we'll fade away from that a little bit more. I do feel like we'll find a way to shift back towards that because that just makes sense with like the technology aspect and the ease of delivery with everything uh, and more work from home and like some of the skyscrapers and whatnot being converted into uh, like residential housing. I'm nervous about the bars and restaurants, man. I really am. So I, I, I don't know how they're going to be able to support themselves without a h- huge hand from the government. Yeah, you know it, we're ta- we're talking about like multiple months rent coming in from the government, and in New York City, that's like a com- it's a completely different beast than you know in Pennsylvania in a small town. Right? You know what I mean? Like the price that that the price that restaurants and bars are paying in the city per square foot are it's a lot more than a, a restaurant in Pennsylvania, and then also like the employees that you're hiring. So yeah, it'd be in- it'd be interesting to see, man. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we're we're headed to like exciting times because who knows what amazing inventions and breakthroughs are going to happen, but also like scary because like you said, we're losing control. We're losing uh, agency as just like regular citizens. If you're not like elite technically or very wealthy, you're kind of just going to have to roll with the punches. Dude, that, this, is a, this has been a crazy deep combo that started off with a silly C slash C plus uh, freestyle. But people, I, I guess before we wrap it up here, man, are you excited to, to go home for a little bit, go back to Buffalo, see the fam, or no? I like, I like a fresh perspective. Uh, family's cool, too. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, it'll be good. It'll be good to you know, switch it up for a minute, but I'm going to miss this place. All right, man. Well, we are going to miss you, too, but um, I guess we'll just see you on the next episode. Mondays. Thursdays and Saturdays, you will be hearing from Ted Jones and Pete Moran. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening to this episode, and we will see you next time. Cheers.